When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There we go. Hey, everybody. How are you? Um, thanks for tuning in. My name's Mark. This is Catfish and Crappie. Uh, let's see who's in the house today. Today we have uh, Ace Catfishing, Andrew D. Andrew D. doesn't look familiar, but how you doing, that, Andrew? That's my brother. That's your brother? That That's my little brother. That's, uh, brother. that's the one that comes fishing with me in a couple of my videos. He's our uh, boat record holder. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, I see Avid out there, Betty Jean out there. Uh, I see, Ke- hey, Lyle from Catfish and Crabby. Elston, Chucky, how are you, my friend? Uh, Chad's out there, uh, half crazy catfishing. Hello, D, how are you? John Patrick III, Kevin Baker, Maurice Carson, thank you for checking it out, buddy. Um, Michael Morello, uh, One Ton Fishing, Palmetto, hey, Kevin, how are you? Papa Ed, uh, Turador Arco, I hope I say your name right. My friend, I was seeing here. Uh, Ace, if I forgot to say hello to you. Brandon, how are you? I saw Betty in here a little while ago. Hopefully, she'll pop back in here. Oh, there's Betty. How are you? Uh, all right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I'm dog sitting tonight, so you guys finally get to meet Woodrow. I figure I'd let you see him before I put him down and he disappears. So, <laughs> All right, now he's going to go cause trouble till my wife gets home. If you guys hear barking <laughs> or something, uh, that's her. Um, all right, real quick before we get started uh, with Jeremy, I'm going to go over what happened this week in catfishing. Earlier this week, Lyle had uh, Catfish Weekly uh, with guest Skip Stewart. That was a real good show. Muskrat Adventures had an awesome show where he showed you how to save money at Walmart. I'm not going to tell you his secrets. Go on and uh, uh, check out the links in the description to the show. Lots of good stuff there. Uh, James over at Patriot Catfishing Fishers of America had Chad on there. Uh, they were talking about the tournament and such. Uh, on the Fishing with Chad, or the bait shop, on Fishing with Chad's channel, he had Kayak Mike. Also, Chunky Elston had uh, uh, some live stream fishing. I have links to all of those episodes from this week down in the description. I also added a link to the couples tournament. So if you guys want to know any information, if you haven't checked it out, or if you want to just, actually, it's links to watch it tomorrow. So uh, it'll be there, and I'm sure Chad will have links to the next day. All right, folks, so let's introduce our guest, Jeremy Dufour. Is that how you say it right? Uh, Dufour, just like you spelled. Do four, do four from Creole Catfishing. Uh, we've all seen him in chat. Uh, very nice guy. He was always very friendly to everybody. And uh, I ain't gonna lie to you, I love Louisiana. I worked there for. I'm talking about. I worked there for uh, a, a while when I was a young man in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, when I used to work in the oil business. I uh, met a lot of good people. I always wondered what it'd be like to move down there and fish down there. I never had the opportunity to do that. It, it, it's hot. It, it, it's hot. You, come, you move down here. You come fish down here. It's hot. I, 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 much I, re- <laughs> I remember that, Jeremy. I remember it being real hot. I don't know if I could uh, stomach it too much. Like I was telling you in, in chat, um, my wife would always ask where we'd where I'd want to move, and Louisiana was one of one of the spots I'd like to. And, and she just says it's too hot for her. She says that and she worries about that little dog and the, and uh, uh, alligators down there eating her dog. <laughs> 
Maybe she's watched one too many episodes of one of those shows on History Channel. What's the show that she Swamp People? She watches that all the time. Swamp People. That uh, that show was filmed uh, probably mostly gets filmed about two hours south of where I live. Two hours south of where you're at. Yeah, it's not it's not very far away. I mean, you go. I'm not gonna lie. You go in any body of water with any little bit of size, it's gonna be ate up with alligators. We do. Yeah. We do have them a lot around here. Uh, every time we go fishing, we see some. The little ones will get curious. They'll come by the boat. You know, I, I guess people feed them off the boat. I don't know. They're just they're used to that. All right. Looks like we got uh, some people checking out links. Katie's in there. Hello, Katie Collins. How are you? Joe Buck, 66. How are you, my friend? Trying to keep up with people as they come in. If I miss you, I apologize. Um, oh. They're home. If you guys hear some barking, forgive me. We got uh, my <laughs> wife just came home. Uh, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, as far as fishing goes, where you got started, what you enjoy to do. Well, like probably like everybody else in Louisiana, I got started fishing with my dad very, very young age, probably five, six years old. When I was old enough to hold a little pole in a Zebco 33 or a cane pole, we went. Uh, my dad big time brim fisherman, sackley fisherman. Y'all y'all call them crappie, but we call Sacolay. them sackley here. And just, you know, like a lot of other people grew up brim fishing in the small bodies, small bodies of water. Uh as we got a little older, we would graduate to going out in the boat, going in the river a little bit, still still chasing sackley mostly. And we would also go to the river by the hydroelectric plant and go tight lining for uh, goo and for catfish with y'all um, freshwater drum. We, we call okay. we call them goo, but uh, freshwater drum. We would go fishing with live crawfish. So just, just growing up fishing all my life, um, I sort of stepped away from it in my early 20s because I was busy with one of my friends working on cars, you know, hot rod and old Fords and doing all that. And uh, my, my oldest son, uh, Gabriel was 14. A few years ago, he, he really, really got into bass fishing. Fishing, He was going fishing a lot, and I, I wanted to go fish with him. So ever so slowly, I stepped away from working on cars and got back into fishing, uh, fishing a lot. And then that's when I discovered the trophy catfishing. Uh, you know, we had run nets for catfish. Uh, we snagged for them years at the big dams um i until two years ago i didn't know there was a such thing as trophy catfishing and well thanks to some of the people on youtube we researched it learned a little bit about it changed our tactics a little bit and 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 here we are you know having the time of our lives chasing these big fish and these big rivers which we're very blessed in louisiana we have a great great fishery a ton of really big fish you know, it, it's, I hate to say it like this, but it's not that big of a deal to catch a 40, 50 pound blue cat in the waters where we fish. There's just, wow. there's that many big fish in there. That's, that's it, very cool. It, it, you it you'd mentioned look way better than we really are. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. You know, I always wonder about that. Some people, you know, they're they're in, in really, really good fishing grounds and such, and other people aren't. So uh, I, I kind of like to judge the fish people catch by by where they're at and what they're getting. So yeah, I, I totally I'll, get I'll that. Be honest. If I if I had to go fish in some of these other lakes and places like that where some of these other YouTubers fish, 
I probably would never catch a fish. I'm, I'm telling you, I now, don't know we're, about just, all that. we're just blessed to have that many good quality fish where we are. I have a feeling you're, you would do just fine, Jeremy. Yeah, I think you'd do just fine. you did mention, you'll have to forgive me. I'm going to stop you a couple of That's times not, during the show. Uh, when you say tight lining, is that anchored up? Uh, that that's how we refer to being anchored up or fishing off the bank. Or fishing off the bank. Okay. That's tight right. lining. Yeah. Yeah. Every I, now and you may have to stop me. I may have to spit out some kind of phrase that that's okay. You know that nobody catches on to. That's I'm I'm fine with having to do that. I'm I'm here to learn. I'm hopefully everybody will learn something about how how fishing is a little different down in Louisiana, and I kind of know it is. Well, you had mentioned some other ways of fishing. You know, you had mentioned like the snagging and stuff, which is in this day and age is kind of controversial. But I, you know. it, it is. Um, but it's a it was a different state of mind. You know, mm-hmm. um, absolutely. We we, we 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 were snagging for meat. You know, and caught some massive yellow cat doing that, uh, which was what we call them yellow cat. Uh, I know Betty, if she's in here, shovel heads. Sho- what's that. a shovel head? A flathead. A flathead. Oh, flathead. Okay. Flathead. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my, my PB yellow cat of 40 pounds, well, it came off of a snagging rod. So I don't, yeah. I don't like to count that as my PB uh, in this community because it's, it's not on a baited hook. I've never right. caught a yellow cat over 10 pounds on a baited hook. Really? You'd no, think down no. there they'd be monstrous. Well, they are. They are down there. But in, in my experience, and we're still learning that, the yellow cat like to hang around in the heavy rocks, heavy revetment, just downstream from the big locking dams. Okay. And that's, that's not an area I fish a lot. I fish more away from those dams on the big ledges where it's uh, sand, silt bottom with some uh, matted revetment. Okay. So you're, you're basically targeting blues, right? I'm... I'm Kind of. Uh, kind of. We, started, we started in those areas fishing for blues. That's what we've been catching. And very soon I'm going to start targeting more yellow cat and trying specifically to go after them because I know the big ones are in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we see the fishermen pull them up in nets all the time. All the time. There are massive, massive yellow cat in there. Um, on, on one snagging trip, we made the guy that was with us fishing caught a 55-pounder. Wow. And hook him in the tail, so you can about imagine that, how hard that's that. a fight. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that'd be a pretty that'd be a pretty hard fight. So it was, um, it was unbelievable. When you said you you seen him come out of a net, so is is there a commercial industry down there for those fish? Yeah, or? Oh, uh, there is a massive commercial industry down here for catfish. Uh, a lot of the uh, commercial guys run uh, hoop nets, which is that's yeah, yeah, big big hoop nets now. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but for some reason, the fish markets around here the past couple of years, they quit buying the big fish. Anything over 20, 25 pounds, the commercial guys are telling me now they either have a hard time selling them or or they throw them back when they catch them in Hmm. the net. I'm not sure why that is. I I haven't got an explanation, but hey, but so much the better. Yeah, it's a a good thing for us, right? Absolutely. The sports fish a, a, a lot of commercial pressure though. A lot. Maybe the people they're selling to is just giving them pressure about you know selling fish that big and stuff. I I, I have no idea. I'm just kind of um, taking um, in, in my experience, the the quality of the meat is better when you're 20 and less. You get you get more poundage of meat per pound of fish mm-hmm. when you stick to a fish that's 20 and less. Uh you can still eat the big ones. 
But by the time you trim them up, trim all the fat off and clean them up, there's a lot of loss. And I think that's why the fish markets quit doing it is because, you know, they're, they're buying the fish by the pound, pound live. And if there's, yeah, clean. if there's more head and, then, and yeah, there's more money in it for them if they steep the 20 and less. That, now that, that, that makes sense. That, that makes a lot of sense. That, that's, the, that's the only thing I can see, you know, that, that makes any sense. I just saw Shantia Outdoors pop in and say, hello, how are you, Sean? I see Joe Buck. I don't recall. Glenn's Catfish Adventures. What's going on? Um, very cool. Um, now, what about, like, bank poles? People still using those down there and trout lines? Is there a lot of that going on down oh, there? Oh, yes, very much. You don't see the a lot of the commercial guys running trout lines. And we call them uh, bush hooks. Bush you know, hooks? Hang, we'll, yeah, what they'll do, they'll find those uh, big willow trees, big oak trees on the bank. And you know, kind of like they fish for the for the alligator, they'll alligator. just hang a big line off a limb. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll see there's a lot of fishermen that do that. Not a lot of the commercial guys stick to hoop nets because it's just easier. You get more fish per run that way. Uh, there's also a lot of people that jug fish for catfish. Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen some videos on YouTube. People jug fishing mm-hmm. for for sport. I mean, they'll catch them and they'll release mm-hmm. them too, which is something that I'd I'd want to try. But it's pretty frowned upon here. You know, when someone sees a bunch of jugs jugs floating down yeah. the river, you know, they get kind of all bent out of shape. I, I'm not interested in keeping them. Yeah, at most, least. Yeah, most most people, the people that fish in, in my area, what we call three rivers, uh, most of the people when you see a bunch of noodles set out in the water, a mm-hmm. lot of times they're after the big alligator gar. Not okay. the not the catfish. That's also a big, a big thing in our area. We have massive alligator gar. Um, you know there there are many that are caught six foot, approaching wow. seven foot long every year. That'll be fun. That's that's another one of the fish on my list is you know catch a big old alligator gar. We got some little gars here in Illinois, southern southern Illinois and stuff, but mm-hmm. nothing like down there or in Texas. That's something I always wanted to try. So I'm pretty interested in that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, very cool. So, um, what's your boat like? The boat I bought is a it's a 2020. Uh, it's a it's a Triton. It's a big John boat. Uh, 20 foot long, six you know 72 uh, inch wide bottom center console. I got a 115 Mercury four stroke on it, and uh-huh. we went ahead and spent a little more money on it. We put the really nice bim- bimini top on it. You know. To, Fishing in these hot summers around here. here. Oh, yeah. Uh, And I I built all of my own rod racks for all my rod holders, all of my mounts. Uh, In fact, I got the idea for everything I built on my boat. I directly got off of uh, Keith's Fishing and Stuff YouTube channel. Keith's a good guy. Oh, oh, look. He gave, he watching his channel gave me so many ideas for my boat. Everything I built comes directly off of his channel. You know, I'm lucky. I've got a shop. I've got access to a welder and everything else. I, I can build my own stuff. And we took a little time, rigged the boat like we wanted it. So now I'm not limited. I can I can go fish the way I want to fish now. That That's the way. When you have your boat set up right, that, that's the best way to do it. And a real quick side note, yeah, uh, Keith over at Fish and Stuff, he's actually the one who talked to me in the – starting the channel up and stuff. So I owe a lot really? to him. He didn't necessarily talk me into it, but he kind of, you know, he egged me on. He coached me a little bit. He gave me some positive reinforcement. Yeah, every, stuff. Everybody, everybody has that one person who yeah. really got in there and, and convinced them to get going. Everybody's got that one person. He's a good guy. I see, I think, 
uh, is a Laura Dufour? Is that a that that is my wife who keeps looking at me through the window, making funny faces at me and trying to make me laugh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. Uh-huh. That's her. <laughs> Hi, Laura. Yeah. Laura should come on camera, maybe. Yeah. Well, if you can talk her into it, go ahead. I, it ain't <laughs> she's looking at me. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it ain't happening. My wife's the same way. Uh, let's see, Roger. Roger says he likes the huge predator fish. Roger, well, you guys are going to be down there in Louisiana, may, I mean in uh, Alabama. Maybe you guys should take a side trip, take an co- extra couple days, go down a little further south. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, I'd love to come down there. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. Uh, remember, every anybody, if you have any questions for uh, Jeremy, just oh, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll try and catch him up there. Uh, maybe ask him a second time if I happen to miss him. I'm trying to keep up with him and such. Right. Oh, so how is that? How is that 115 on, on fuel? That's that's a motor that I've been considering in my next boat, a four-cylinder, it, four-stroke. It is really, really good on gas. Uh, I yeah. have got a 19-gallon fuel tank, and uh-huh. the longest I've ever run it, I went on Google Maps and traced the route that I ran. I ran 63 miles in that motor, most of it wide open, and I still had four or five gallons of fuel left in it when I fueled it up the next day. Perfect. And and, uh, that's, and that's pushing my big boat with, uh, I think I had that day, me and my wife, her cousin, and her husband. We had four people in the boat pushing all of that, no problem. Very cool. That's very good to hear. Uh, Muskrat wants to know, uh, what baits work best for you? My, my absolute go-to bait is, if I can find it fresh, cut slicker which is what we call skipjack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have a lot of them in the river. They don't get quite as big, I think, as they do like in the Tennessee River around Alabama and all, but we'll still catch them up to 15, 16 inches long. Um, that That's my go-to bait, except for the middle of the summer when it's really, really hot. I, I find I do a little better on shad. When, it, when the water temperatures get, I'll say above 75 degrees. I do better with chess. You know, it's 75 and below. I like slicker. It it never ceases to amaze me. It's for me, at least it's the opposite, you know, in the, in the dog days of summer, you can't go wrong with like bluegill. Um, As soon as the water starts cooling off here in the fall, shad, that's what they're hitting on now is shad. It's just so weird. Every area is different. Different. Uh, Absolutely. I've gone a bunch of times trying to fish with Bram, you know, bluegill or or anything else i've caught maybe one or two fish on on brim that that, Mm -hmm. that's about it that that's that's almost one of my worst baits to be honest with you really that's it's different where you go wherever you go i mean here's here's an example i've i always keep a jug of stink bait in my truck Mm -hmm. and um out here i fix i fish the fox and one day i i was out by the rock river and i was trying out there with stink bait just get some little channel cats to bring home you know like you know two three pounders at the most and that's what the stink bait is is my truck for that like quick fishing trips and i could not get anything on you know on brand x i won't i won't mention the brand but i went down to the bait shop which was literally 100 yards from where i was fishing and the guy's like no you got to try this stuff he gave me a jug of this local stuff and Mm -hmm. i had a stringer full in a half hour after that it just goes to show you how different everything and everybody water is different you know i'm lucky i've had some guys that have spent 50 years on the river 
doing what I've just been doing the past two years and mm -hmm. giving me some really good advice, how to read that river, where those fish are going to be in certain current levels. And it's, it's helped me a lot. And that's one of the first things they told me that un unless you're in shorts, if you ain't got slicker, stay home. <laughs> and, and I've, I've stuck with it. It's done me good. Uh -huh. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it. That's right. Nope. Okay. Have, have crazy catfishing is asking what part uh, are you from? I'm you know? from, I always say I'm from East Central Louisiana. Uh, every, every other state calls it counties. We call it parishes, but from Ovoyles Parish. If you look on a map where the Mississippi, Red River, and Atchafalaya all meet up, I am 10 minutes from that spot. Okay. I kind of have an idea. You'll have to forgive me, but I, I I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to check it out. I'm yep. kind of going through here to see what, uh, uh, whole yeah, new yeah, see, see what everybody's talking about tonight. Yeah. Betty says she's learning a whole new language. She'll be <laughs> bilingual after the show. I keep, uh, I keep promising Betty that I'm going to teach her all the bad words in French. Uh, she'll tell she, uh, she, I'm sure she'll pick those up just fine in well, a good I know, way. I know she knows the English ones. Yeah, how do you know that? <laughs> we'll see if we can we, teach her how to teach her how to talk a little bit of French, you know. And look, I'll, I'll be honest. I am not fluent in in the Cajun French. I I understand a conversation. I can keep up. I can spit out some sentences here and there, but I'm not gonna sit here and just carry an entire conversation in French. I'm not that good. Now, my 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 father-in-law, my wife's dad, he's he's in his mid sixties. He had to be taught English when he was eight, ten years old. That that's you wouldn't know it talking to him, but that's not his first language. When he talks in his sleep, it's in French. It's in French. That, yeah, that's as pure as you can get right there. My 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 grandparents were like that. Even my father says until he was here for a bunch of years that he actually dreamt in Polish. Mm -hmm. You know, it said yeah, he, he had to be he had to be here for twenty years before that stopped happening, which oh, is yeah. kind of kind of blows your mind and stuff. So I oh, know it's hard it's hard to imagine that. Uh, let's see, Shanti outdoors. Let's see, uh, Lafouche Parish. Okay, but I, that that's further south than me. I can't I can't remember exactly where Lafouche Parish is, but I know it's further south than me. Now, a parish is that pretty much a county? It is. It is. It's the same thing. It's the same just, thing as a county. Yeah, okay. it's just Louisiana hung on to the old way of saying it, rather than going to counties like everybody else did. You know, we got to be different. I think this is your wife, Laura. Says <laughs> when I'm at a Creole, I speak the bad Cajun French to him. <laughs> oh yeah, and she comes fishing with me more often than not, so I can't go fishing to avoid her being mad at me. She this comes is with true. Me. <laughs> you know, we just gonna be mad in the boat. That's all. And Andrew says he's directly south right. of you. So. He, he's looking at a map. He's looking at a map somewhere. She's laughing in the window. So Jeremy, do you ever use bobbers to fish? Do you float fish out down there? I have never bobber fished for catfish. No, I have never no. once done it. I'll be honest with you. Every time I fish for a catfish, it is on the bottom. Or lately, I've been doing a lot of suspend fishing. Uh, but no, I have never once bobber fished for catfish. I'll have to be honest with you. That's I, something I want to try. I want to. A lot of people have been doing it. It's it's got me curious. I'll have That's... to find me some areas where it'll work for me. 
you know, in, in that heavy current. I don't know how it'll work, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I definitely am. It's like bluegill fishing on steroids, if you ask me. It's always fun okay. to watch that, that big old float go under right there. Uh, all right. Hey, Finn Seeker just showed up. How are you, Finn? Sorry if I missed you earlier. Uh, let's see if we have any other questions. So, um, so how long have you been doing your YouTube channel? I know you're. It's a newer YouTube channel. I, I, uh, we're gonna... start, I, I officially started my channel. I think it's been about nine months. I okay. started the channel. I put up two little cell phone videos that that my wife had shot while we were fishing one time, and I basically left it alone. Didn't touch it. Didn't look at it until about two months ago. So, actually, putting effort into it. Mm-hmm. I've only been doing this for for a couple of months. Yeah, I there's I know there's a lot of people on here or, or in the chat that that have done the same way. They've uploaded stuff. Um, I, I I just heard somebody talking about that same thing today, where they put stuff on their web before. I think it even was Dieter was saying mm-hmm. at first he put it on there, and then he finally realized after watching some of the other channels out there that you can turn it into a channel and stuff, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, really- exactly, exactly, and and I, I watch other channels and. Every single person I'm subscribed to, every video I watch, I take, I try to take a little piece from them because everybody's just excels at something. I take, I take my little pieces from everyone, and I try to, I, and then I try to make it into something of my own. You know, I want people to feel like they're fishing with us. I don't, you know, it's not. I don't want them to feel like I'm making the video for them. I want them to feel like they're in the boat with us. That's a that's a good way. That's what I think people do. I, I have this firm belief that people are trying to, uh, I, I don't know if you could call it escapism as much as it's just get a break from every day. And, and mm-hmm. they like to do that with something that they really love. And, and you and I being <laughs> anglers and, and everybody in chat, we, we pretty much do this because we love it. And what a better way to take a break hey, from exactly. life. Than- you know, when, I'm, when I'm not, you know, because I only get to fish once a week, you know, and usually Sunday is my day to go fish. But mm-hmm. the other six days of the week, I'm watching other people fishing. And I, they're either fishing in area I've never seen before. They're fishing in ways I've never seen. I, there's always something else to see. And it's so fascinating to see what everyone else is doing in other states all around the country. And then it's also amazing to see how similar we do everything. You know, that, that there's not a massive difference in what I'm doing Versus than what some of the other guys are doing. It's it's essentially the same thing, same thing, except I've got bigger water, faster water, and deeper water on, on average than what most people fish mm-hmm. that I know of in the in the chats. So I've got a plan for that. I've got to prepare for it. You know, it's not what I call my honey hole, which is where every one of our PBs has come out of. On average, it's a hundred feet of water. Shh. You're not supposed to tell anybody that you get them all out of the same spot. Well, hey, I'm, hey, no use I lie. They're gonna find out one day. You know, they might, they I, might find I, out for the tournament. I'm just teasing. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna hopefully. That is coming up. So, you, you are in the tournament, correct? Yes, sir. I'm fishing Sunday. I'm fishing with. Uh, I hope I don't forget anybody, but I'm fishing with Palmetto Ohio Catfish Chasers, and I can't remember who else is with us. We got a. I know we got a good crowd on that Sunday. We're gonna have fun. <laughs> We're. <laughs> We might not catch a fish, but boy, we're gonna have fun. 
Uh, I don't know. I kind of think you guys may do all right. I think you guys are going to set some pounds to beat tomorrow. So I'll be I'll be watching throughout today. I'll leave it run and I'll be checking in on it as as, as what's going on. I have, uh, I have a I have a secret strategy. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I've got a. In fact, my my brother and I he's in he's if he's still in chat. My brother and I were discussing the plan earlier today. We it, it it's going to be fun to watch. It, if, I, cool. if I do what I want to do, it's going to make for a good show. Very interesting. I can't wait to see everything unfold. I know Chad's real excited about having this too. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I saw some Matt come in. Matt, hey buddy. I'm sorry I didn't get the chance to say hello to you earlier. I want to make sure I didn't miss you. Uh, let's see if we got any other questions. They're sharing your link out there, Stan. Thank you Appreciate very much you. for sharing those links. Stan, Stan uh, Smith. That if it would not be for Stan, I'd probably still have ten subscribers. I'm, Stan? I'm, I'm telling you, that guy, that guy, I, I cannot thank him enough for the support, the pushing, the posting my link, the, the talking me up to everybody. And he puts the most thoughtful, detailed comments in my videos out of anybody. It, I can't, cannot go on enough about how much I like Stan. When, when I think about Stan, it brings a smile to my face, and it's kind of hard to see under all this under all this fur on my face. Stan Stan's a good guy. He, he he's a very good person to have in the community. Oh, absolutely. He's a great I, guy. I, I told him, I said, "Dude, you are coming down here and come and fish with me. I'm not giving him a choice." I think that's great. I'll have him up here too, Stan. When you're ready to head this way, you let me know. We'll get you on some. We'll get we'll we'll get you on some. Uh, some fish up this way, and I'm sure yeah. uh, Jeremy will get you some down there. Even look at this, Stan, you're the man. Everybody right. likes it, and we have you know we have so many good people that are in in this chat. People that can't make it tonight, I I, I can't say how you know thrilled I am to be a part of this whole community. Oh, the, the, the whole the whole community is amazing. I've never seen a group of fishermen from all around the country that band together like like we do. You know, it it, it is. I, I've never seen anything like it in, in any sport, in no sport. And, and, uh, it, it is absolutely amazing. Every day it amazes me that this group of people, this big this big family that we've all kind of got ourselves in. Uh, Stan put this message up. Can you translate that? Laissez, laissez bon temps rouler. Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. I like the way that sounds. Yeah, baby. Uh, let's see what else we got here. So, yeah, tomorrow is going to be a really fun day, I think. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, I'm trying to get some banners switched here real quick. Um, all right, so uh, what are your plans? What are your future plans for your YouTube channel? What are you hoping to do? Do you have any goals set? Uh, is there anything that you need any help with from me or anybody in chat? Uh, as far as, I, mean, I mean, as far as the help I've gotten already, just with the support and the people – and the most important thing that the people are watching my videos, you know, and it is amazing to me to be honest. I don't know what my goals are right now. Cause I kind of already met my short term goals. My goal was simply to put out a couple of videos, you know, show off what we do, show off Louisiana a little bit and just, just try to make a little name and, and that's it. Not any big goals. Well, kind of done that already. So, it's a little overwhelming to me of how far it's gotten already. So to be honest, long-term goals, I'm just going to keep, if, if everybody keeps watching them, I'm going to keep making them. Make them you, 
and and you know what? That's that's the best attitude to have, my friend. I really think it is. That's kind of the way I'm I'm going after it as well. If I can get people to keep watching, yeah. keep shooting me messages, give me support and stuff, there's no reason to stop. So, and wow. I, I don't oh. see that. If everybody's I, having fun watching, hey, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fishing no matter what. It ain't nothing to bring the camera along. No, it depends how much camera stuff you got. Trust me, it adds up after a while. <laughs> no, I don't have much camera stuff, thankfully. Oh, that would I would because I'm I'm not used to that yet. I'm not used to being aware that a camera is in my boat, and if I have too much stuff, half of it would end up in the water. Mike, Michael Morella has a nice saying. He says, uh, uh, there are groups of people who choose to let their competitiveness rule them. I feel that these special people have a focus on supporting each other and celebrate the diversity. That is special. I couldn't agree with you more, Mr. Yeah, Morello. Now, now don't, don't get me wrong, um, especially amongst certain certain ones of us. There is a little bit of gentle bullying that goes on, but that, that hey, that, that comes along with uh, family, you know? Just Chad giving an update on Sunday. I guess it's Palmetto. Yeah. Oh, you're on Sunday. That's right. Creole, yeah, catfish, yeah, headhunters, KB anglers, muskrat, Ohio. Oh, oh yeah. that's a that's a full we, house there, Chad. That is going to be an entertaining crowd. I'm telling you that it will not. I don't care if none of us catch a fish. We're gonna laugh. I'm, I'm looking. Else, we're gonna laugh. I'm looking forward. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna be messaging some people, starting some some trouble if I can. Uh, let's see. Oh, I saw. I've been I've, I've been talking I've been talking smack for a month now. I don't know, I already started that. Hopefully, I can back it up. Palmetto's got some more French for you. Lache pas la patate. Lash lash pas la patate, which basically that I don't know the direct translation, but that basically means never give up. Don't never you know, give don't up. give up. Yeah, yeah, it lash, seems agreed. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Now, see, this is where it starts. Look at Sean T. Yeah, see? Miss D can outfish Chad. Well, we all kind of know that. It's all, it's all done out of love, though. It's, it's it's all done out of love, hopefully. Absolutely. Don't let, go, don't let go of the potato. <laughs> That's... <laughs> Laura says, "Don't let go of the potato, whatever that means." No, that, that's yeah, but that's the literal translation. That's not messing me up. See, it's killing. There's a different meaning to all of that stuff. Uh, all right, so we went over the tournament and stuff. Uh, so tell me a little bit about. Um, I know you chase trophy catfish. Do you do any uh, fishing for like fish to eat? Do you keep any? Oh yeah, oh, we'll, yeah. Um, de depending on how full my freezer and my family's freezer is. Uh, in fact, the past couple of trips we made on the videos, it was mostly small eater fish. We'll mm -hmm. definitely keep them to eat with, without a doubt. Uh, as long would, as I've got a good little stock in my freezer, I'll let them go. But if I need a few to eat, they're coming home. And what's your favorite way to make it? Whew. It's hard to pick a favorite, but in fact, I did a video on it. That catfish in a gravy, kind of the evolved style gravy, Mm -hmm. that, that's one of my favorites, not going to lie. Fried, fried fish is always good. Baked fish is always good. But I, I, I like I, I like that that gravy. I'm not going to lie. It's one of my favorites. Favorite way to do catfish. You know what I've been doing a little more lately is I've been cooking fish whole. I'd scale them, gut my them. Dad, my dad would love you. I'd my just, dad 
and, and, and especially because you're a Sackalay fisherman, for years and years, dad had a small little lake that he would go catch them in, and they had massive Sackalay in this lake. A 15, 60-inch Sackalay was common to catch. Oh, wow. Well, my dad refused to fillet them. Mm-hmm. Refused. He bought a pot big enough where he could fry these monsters whole one at a time. I have uh, refused to fillet a fish. In my next catching, well, in my in my, it's going to be my first catch and cook video. And when I get my my trolling motors out of commission, so crappie mm-hmm. fishing is kind of on hold until I get parts yeah. on Monday. But uh, I have I have something that uh, is going to be a little different as far as cooking okay. crappie. So uh, I okay. hope everybody's looking forward to seeing that. Hey, look, uh, I'm, I'm always down for something different, you know. All right, look at that. And, oh, we know that uh, Palmetto Cats, Kevin likes that catfish chowder. That looked really good. Yeah. Uh, he has, he had a video with the catfish chowder that looked really good. And then I saw Mike Chavez. He uh, uh, had made some smoked crab legs. They looked delicious. They would have been good right alongside of that. Can't go wrong with either of those. No, no. Uh, again, see, see, they're making me hungry, see? We See, always end up talking about food for, for whatever reason. Food is love, it. man. We love fishing, and, and food is love. They go together hand in hand. I don't care what anybody says, man. You know, I'm, 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 I, when I go after the big fish and stuff, they all go back, but I'm not opposed to keeping a little bit of fish as long as it's, you know, reasonable size or whatever and within the limits and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just where I come from, you know, but I, I do consider myself, uh, you know, responsible doing responsible harvest, which is, which is all what it's yeah, all. And uh, it's actually, it's actually Chris Souders that converted me from basically keeping everything to, to CPR. Uh, I know for about three months straight before I really started the YouTube thing, I was messaging him every other day, asking him questions, getting advice and God bless him. He he never got aggravated with me. At least he didn't tell me. But I got a lot of advice from him. He turned me on to CPR. And also something that Steve Douglas said in one of his videos got me thinking, too. He said, you know, the, the, these big catfish, these 50-pound catfish, they're somewhere between 20 and 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, oh. that's 20 to 30 years worth of, of contaminants you know, that have absorbed in their body. You might want to think of that when you're eating one of these big, big fish, that that's probably the fact that, that turned me from it more than anything else. Cause I never thought about it that way. That does make them does make a little bit of sense yeah, when you see, think I, about it. I can't it. remember which one, but he said that in one of his videos about the contaminants and man, that kind of made me stop and think like, Hmm. Yeah. yeah I've heard that a lot. I've shrimp. heard I've heard that a lot too. A couple of my spots here too, and you remember I fish in kind of a heavy urban area where people have nice lawns and stuff. I do worry about you know like fertilizers leaching into the water and stuff. So yeah, I, I keep mine to a minimum. But yep, I eat barbecue too. So I mean, <laughs> they say that's not any good for you. So you know, having fish once a month isn't going to kill you either. That's just my no. personal opinion. So. No, 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 no. I mean, if if the if the fish were that contaminated, I don't think I'd live to be thirty nine. Yeah, probably. Chunky wants to. That for. Chunky says you have a beautiful kitchen and is asking who designed it. The, let me think for a second. Buccaneer Mobile Homes. <laughs> that's who. That's who. Designed that's who designed it. it. It's it's a it's a big double wide. Yes, yeah, so that's who designed it. So you can give them credit for that. There you go. 
Uh, let me see. Yeah, Chris is a good dude, definitely. Um, oh, yeah. Ready for Sunday. Okay, he's a good dude. Oh, and Andrew's talking about catfish in a smoker. I haven't had smoked catfish up until like two years ago. I a I for, I forgot about that. In fact, that was kind of the whole point of why Dad came with us in that last video that I did when, when we were fishing with him. He mm -hmm. wanted those little small ones. Again, my dad loves whole fish. Whole fryers. It, yep. Oh, it insults him to eat fillets. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, he he. I grew up eating whole fish. And that's what he wanted. He wanted some small fish to cut whole and put in that smoker. I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, good stuff. I, I keep, you know, they actually those small ones are my favorite. I don't I don't keep like I said, I don't keep my many fish unless they're crappie. Uh the mm -hmm. salmon runs when I fish salmon, that's all from shore. So they're coming in to spawn and die. If I get on them early enough, yeah. they're still they're still chrome. I'll cook them normal. If not, I'll smoke them. Uh, other than that, that's pretty much all I kind of keep. Every now and then, I'll keep some bluegills and stuff, some d bigger sized ones. So, yeah, I got you. Uh, but I, but I do like them. I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Uh, muskrat agrees. Smoked fish is awesome. Oh, that's another thing. I love smoked trout. We have you know stocker trout season here too, so we'll do that uh, this fall. That's another one I've been trying to do. Actually, I had like 20 trout in my freezer, like whole ones. And uh, my mom had been over like three times over the summer, and they're gone. She keeps helping herself on her way out the garage to a pack of trout. So God bless her. So let her have them. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but around around here, it's kind of the same thing with the, especially that good catfish out of the river, because they there's so much better tasting when you catch them out of that current like that. They're they're cleaner, I find. That's mm -hmm. just as good as cash money around here. Yeah, I'm telling you, I have traded a lot of people different things for catfish and especially my brother my brother uh -huh. will call me and say hey i gotta get some stuff from some people they want to trade me some catfish we need to go fish okay load it up let's go andrew says he always wanted to try his northern fish like like walleye and stuff walleye is awesome yeah andrew I, you I can't really think that's one of the few things that we don't have around we don't have walleye we don't have is it salger so, well, Sauger is like a smaller version. Yeah, of I don't even know how to pronounce it. Uh, and to my knowledge, we don't have trout either. That's about the only. Well, we have speckled trout down in the speckled Gulf. trout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because because where where our fishing spots are, if you would just take off down the river, hundred and seventy miles, you'll be in the Gulf. But we get a few saltwater fish in our area every now and then. I, I posted to chad's facebook we caught what's called a sail tail catfish uh, right a week or two ago uh -huh. i didn't think we had that the commercial fishermen actually catch one or two bull sharks every year right yeah they here, come right up by the house. yeah they come up into the freshwater after a while i i think their bladder yep. holds saline or something like that don't right. quote me on that and i'm just they recalling from what i read in a jeremy wade book which was pretty interesting actually yeah uh, I've, I've, even, I've even been told by one of the old commercial guys that whenever the river gets really low, they'll actually catch blue crab right here under the bridge close to my house. They'll, uh, they'll come up river that far. I agree I agree with you, Betty. I do like walleye, but I do like crappie a little better. You know what I like just as much as crappie, Betty? I like uh, perch. Not like the kind you're thinking of, like yellow perch here off the the Great Lakes where they're, you know, they get to be like the jumbos. They get to be like 12 inches. Those are really good, especially cooked whole. Uh, I had a question here I don't want to lose. Okay. Uh, 
that popped up for one ton says they don't hibernate we fish i'm jealous no. <laughs> no we don't in fact i'm pretty positive that the yellow cat in our area they they don't hibernate the water doesn't get cold enough i don't like i've said this in a couple of live streams i know where there's a spot on the fox where they just they're piled in there like like cordwood in the winter and i go nowhere near it I found that spot once. I'm like, okay, I'm not going back here. I don't need anybody seeing me snooping around over there because I know I fished a river hard. So <laughs> I just leave them rest. Uh, frog legs. How about frog legs? See, okay, okay. see here, here goes Kevin being a bad influence. See, he's talking about all the good foods that we're I know. Not, not supposed to eat. But I am getting... Yeah. Well, we I'm so legs. hungry. I love frog legs, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess you could have some keto wings, right, Kevin? You ever have those? Those are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Do, do they make keto frogs? Yeah, we can go catch some keto. Yeah, frogs. I'm sure if you cook them without breading, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, but if you're willing to eat them that way, why not? Wait, why not? Uh, uh, the sail fins. I hear those were disqualified from the tournament. Yeah, that well, I, I caught. We caught 27 fish that day, and wow. one, one was that sail tail. It was the last fish of the day. We uh -huh. caught that one sail tail. And don't you know, I put that on Chad's Facebook, and he's like, nope, mm -mm, nope, 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 not, do, not doing it. I said, well, look, hey, if you can't beat them, ban them. You know, what, what are you going to do? I don't know. I got a couple of bullhead spots. They might not be as big as yours, but I can get some pretty big numbers. I hear you catch some pretty big bullheads down by you. Uh, was that you or was that somebody else talking in Chad? No, that must have been, that must have been somebody else. We call, the, okay. we call those polywog around here. Polywog? Okay. I've never seen a polywog over about three pounds two three pounds yeah that's big that's okay. yeah well okay yeah I, that's uh, big and you see the channels in my experience the channel cats don't get very big around here at least i've never caught them big the few right, channel cats you, i've caught have been two pounds maybe yeah that's because the bigger fish are eating them oh yeah, i'm hoping yeah, to that, get that, a that bait and Palmetto Cat says use almond flour. Yeah, I've had plenty of stuff with my counters. So okay. all right, we got a uh, look who's here. Look who's joined us today. What's up, what buddy? Is, How uh, are you, Chad? Oh, Mr. Second Place himself. <laughs> oh. uh, well, I hear you you in here talking about all these special fish that you've got and how I've, I, you, you're one of the few that I had to change rules for, so I thought I'd stop hey, by. Hey, let me tell you something. I, I went today to Cabela's, and I bought some new hooks just for you. Just for you. I got just for all your, I got something just for you. you oh, you you need my address? You sent it on to me? No. No, 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 no. I got something just <laughs> for you, because when I'm going to throw that big old bait with that 12-odd hook on it, Oh, there I'll you go. Fish up in front of that live camera. That's gonna be just for you, buddy. <laughs> I am looking forward to it, and I hope everybody else is too. We're Absolutely. only what? We're less than we're eleven hours away from the kickoff of this tournament. Oh, I know. So, I know it, it is. This is gonna be. I have a feeling it's gonna end up like some some other live shows that the fish catching won't even matter. The subject matter and the conversations are gonna be plenty of entertainment for everybody. Absolutely, I'm. I, you know what? Do we do it? Does anybody take any bets? I have not seen any bets, but hmm. you know, 
It's still hey, early. Hey, I mean, we, we are we are a gambling state. I am not above. <laughs> I'm not above. It. I don't know what the rules for online gambling is. I mean, and hey, I did see. I think I did see Dockery's name go by here real quick early. Sorry, if I didn't say hello to you, Jim. How are you, James? Uh, sorry, you can't fish it. But now the last place, I'm thinking about maybe placing some bets on who finishes last. Oh, that wow, that'd be interesting. Mm, I mean, I'm not going to throw names out there, but maybe like Paul Meadows. Oh. You know? oh. I got a feeling Anna's going to be his good luck charm. I, I think I so, know. too. I'm going to bet money against him. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should have uh, placed the bets on is how many catfish the women catch versus the men. Nice. I got a feeling there's a lot of us going to get outfished. Probably. I get, I, dude, I get outfished every time I go fishing. Every time. Because I'm always letting everybody grab the rods. That's why I have the smallest PB of the whole family. Maybe we should have like a par stout and list, you know, which wife caught more than which husband and so forth. Or do you think that would cause too many uh, uh, empty beds or half-empty beds at the end of the night? (laughs) Better get the doghouse. I might have to to keep track of some things now that we're talking about this. (laughs) <laughs> I got all sorts of ideas. We could really make this interesting for some people. Oh, yeah. Me, I'm just sore because I'm not fishing it. So so I'm gonna get all so all you guys in trouble from this just so I well, feel yeah, so you, you can myself. stand on you can stand on the sign lines and talk smack and you're not risking anything. See, at least at least all the smack yeah. I've been talking, I gotta try to back it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean it's okay. It's okay, Mark, that you know your wife won't let you fish. It's it's okay. The rest of us will be out there fishing. So <laughs> Um, Creole, wow. I, I didn't want to intrude, you know, too much of your time here, oh, hey, but go for, uh, it. go for it. You know, I just wanted to stop by. You all was talking about it, and uh, Mark had, you know, sent me the link, and I just wanted to, you know, hop in here for a minute, say, you know, just a few words. You know, we started off kickoff tomorrow, lines in the water at 8 a.m. Eastern, so. We will start about 15 minutes early just to kind of go over any last minute rules or changes or anything like that, which really isn't any changes, but just to uh, reiterate maybe the rules to some folks that uh, might not have read or been listening when we set up the first 12 times. Mm -hmm. So 8 a.m. tomorrow, we will be set up and ready to go. Uh, Tomorrow we have JP3, Stan Smith, Patriot, and Team Wampus Cats. Our fifth had to back out. His wife had to end up working, so he wasn't able to join us tomorrow. So, And then Sunday, we have six teams, Creole Catfishing, uh, Palmetto Cats, Muskrat, Catfish Headhunters, Ohio Catfish Chasers. And who was the sixth one? Oh, I just lost it. Sam. JP? Oh, that's right. Was it? I done lost who it was. I don't have my phone. My, my phone's right oh, here in front okay. of me. Oh. But well, if I have, you want, I have, go to my channel on perfect. the thumbnail for each day has the teams listed. So, yeah. and I have I have a link to tomorrow's name. You need to remember. Right there, there we go. Creole catfishing. If somebody could put that link up in the chat, that'd be wonderful. I do have that link on the description as well. We're gonna see what we can do. We'll see how we're doing today. And if you could share this feed to help them out, that would be wonderful. If you guys ain't subscribed to them, get subscribed to them. If you know somebody to subscribe, uh, get them to do so. Also, tomorrow when uh, the uh, 
the tourney kicks off, I'll be over there. I'll be talking smack in the chat room. So if yeah. you guys aren't fishing, man, come in there. Yeah. Come keep me company. At least I'd really appreciate it because I'm going to be lonely. <laughs> Not fishing. <laughs> I thought about <laughs> I thought about fishing from the sidelines. <laughs> the angry angler that's my new nickname right <laughs> there you go. <laughs> i know i know a bunch of guys that that fit that bill a little more than me so that's good <laughs> excellent um so anybody got any questions about the tournament while we have oh, go ahead chad oh no go ahead i was just going to say one more thing and it's actually really not about the tournament i know palmetto cats is watching and i wanted to let him know that this hat is mine pal <laughs> oh <laughs> Uh-oh, is there a side bet or what? Oh, no, I just noted he's uh, eyeballing my oh, the green. beautiful green B&M hat. That is nice. It is. You know, maybe I'm going to make like a green edition for St. Patrick's Day. Hey, there you go. Maybe we'll do that. And uh, I can put it up for auction for a charity. I know somebody who might want to buy a green one. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. They, their fingers would have to be uh, faster than bees on that bid site. So, uh oh, I don't know if I want to do that to you again, but I, I do definitely appreciate it. So, um, oh, Palmetto says to do it. He's up for it. Uh, and Flatty Daddies. Um, so, uh, what else is going on this weekend besides that? Anything? There's nothing else going on, is there? No. There's no. How are you holding up through all of this, Chad? You keeping it together? This is a big undertaking you took upon yourself. I am hoping and praying to baby Jesus this works out. <laughs> It'll work fine. If you need if you need any help, you got my number. And I'm sure anybody here in the in the chat room that'll help will be more than help happy to help you pull this off because I think it's really a great thing you're doing. Between uh this and uh um Palmetto Cats doing with the awards. You guys are really taking it to yeah. the next level further in the community. So uh, trust me, it's appreciated by everybody who's here. So we're grateful for Absolutely. you. Yeah. That's so the biggest of- reason why I wanted to have you on here because I want to say thanks for doing all this stuff, buddy. Not a problem. And speaking of awards, uh, Catfish Weekly gave me a call the other day, and he had some trophies laying around. Um, so he has – they are in the mail and being sent to me. I have contacted a local trophy shop uh-huh. to have all of the placards changed out. So hopefully I get a reply back. I talked to the lady on the phone. Um, hopefully I have them in time by the end of next week. If not, there will be awards sent out to the winners. Yeah. Um, and what I ended up doing is going, I'm going to end up doing the top five teams We'll get a trophy. They will have the places on them. And I'm still torn on how to do the person who comes in last because I have a feeling that several of you are not going to catch a fish. Yeah, that could be rough, huh? Uh, there, there's there's going to be – I mean, I know we, we discussed it in uh, one of the other chats. Uh, the numbers are floating somewhere between three and five couples that we're guessing are going to skunk. Mm-hmm. You know, Chad, I had a couple ideas. Maybe I'll message you after this so we can talk a little bit. Yeah, let, let's do that. All right, buddy. Yeah, I, I, have- I don't know how to split. I don't know how to split this uh, one Dockery Award trophy to so many of you guys that won't catch a fish. 
get put get a sawzall out, cut it up, <laughs> literally chop it up into five pieces and send everybody a piece of it. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here smacking these gums, you know, talking trash. And how many live streams have I done now that I have not caught a single fish live? <laughs> fish or camera shot? They You're are. not kidding. They are. You are not kidding. They I don't good. know what it is. I cannot catch one over. 25 pounds on camera. I can't. Off camera? No problem. The cameras are on? Nope. Mm -mm. <clears throat> I have a tip. I have a word of advice for you. A special tip. Mm -hmm. You need to wrap it in camo duct tape. <laughs> they can't see it. Really? Oh. Uh, I maybe, might have to that, do that. That may be what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> maybe. You, you, think, gentlemen? You, think in 100, you think in 100 feet of water they can see that camera on my boat? Oh yeah! Half, oh, absolutely! Half they, can, they can smell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to jump off here, fellas. All so right, Chad. Do, that way, Creole can have his spotlight, and I hey, will Chad. see you soon, my friend. Thank you for stopping by and sharing that information. It's always a pleasure to have you. Good luck tomorrow. Give me a holler All out. Right. I'm always happy to help. All right, thank you, guys. All right, buddy. Have a good one. Bye bye. Later, Chad. Oh, that was awfully nice of you for sharing some of that time with Chad, but oh, yeah, I think yeah, you're going to be in it tomorrow, so it's going to be a good deal. If it if it wouldn't be for Chad, we wouldn't be having all this fun, you know. I mean, absolutely, it, absolutely, it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a thing. And yeah, I didn't think about that either until he mentioned it. If there's going to be a bunch of people that don't catch fish, not that they're you know that's bad or un, to go it unexpected, is, but it, it's, it's going to be. It's, I'm it's sure he'll figure it out. It's going to happen. I mean, that's, hopefully. Hopefully not here. Hopefully I <laughs> fish. Knock, knock on wood. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yeah. See, I've got I've got I, to back up on the smack of them talking. I was going to travel if I was if I could have talked my wife to it. I was going to travel up north about three hours to go fish, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Maybe well, I, I thought mean, about going back up there and fishing anyways, but like I said, my troll motor's out. I see Anna's in the house. Hi, Anna. Make sure hey, you guys yeah, check out Little Buckets of Sunshine channel as well. If you like gardening and, and more good food, who doesn't like food? We've been talking right. about it half the show here. So, uh, LG Bass, I don't know if I said hello to you, but hello, sir. Uh, so what else do you want to talk about? This is your time. Well, I know... I know some people ask me about like kind of where we fish and I don't, I don't give a lot of details about the area we fish, but if you were to look at it on a, on a map, you know, the Mississippi river follows the east side of Louisiana mm -hmm. and then right where we call it the boot kicks off to the east. Right. That's the point where they have a massive lock and dam structure that takes 30% of everything that comes down the Mississippi and dumps it into the Atchafalaya river. Okay, and then that and then that runs through the basin out through the Gulf, and also the Red River comes from Northwest Louisiana, comes down and meets up with the Atchafalaya all at that same point. That's what we call three rivers. Mm -hmm. That's the area we fish, and my, okay. my one of my my tournament spot I'm going to call it. I'm basically just across a massive gate from the Mississippi River. The Mississippi River is across the gate from where we're going to be fishing. So if I skunk, I cannot say it's a bad spot. <laughs> I cannot blame it on the fishing spot. I promise you. If I skunk, my fault right here. I, I, I like the way you think. Because <laughs> I, 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 
I refuse to believe that I'm good at this. I just think that the area we fish is just that good. There's that many fish. I'm going to throw a lot of luck into it. That that's, that's where we're at. I'm uh again, I think you're a little better than you're making yourself out to be. So you just keep at it and, and tomorrow, hopefully all things will go right in the stars will line and you'll get yourself a monster. Maybe you get that big, uh, uh, shovel head <laughs> or did you hear that yeah. Betty? <laughs> I'm going I'm to say it for her shovel head. Shovel head. When I hear shovel head, I think of a big spoonbill, you know, a, a paddle fish, which uh-huh. we have massive ones in the river too. That's what I thought at first when I first saw her calling the shovel head, and then I thought about it for a minute. So I'm like, what spoonbill I have to do with any of this? No, and those, those are actually good to eat, you know. That's what I hear. I Well, I've heard mixed reviews and stuff. I know I've seen a – I'm a big fan of the Meat Eater podcast and television show, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite episodes is where he goes uh, catfishing with a gentleman named Kevin Murphy down in um, – I think it's in Kentucky. He's a pretty okay. famous squirrel hunting down squirrel hunter down there, raises a lot of squirrel dogs and such. And they were showing how they clean a spoonbill mm-hmm. and that how they just pull the cord right out. That yeah. kind of blew me away. It was the weirdest yeah, thing I've ever they, seen. A, a spoonbill has a very similar body structure to a shark. It really doesn't mm-hmm. have a skeletal structure. It's all cartilage. Yeah. Cartilage. Yeah, the only bone it has is the backbone. So you you mm-hmm. take your knife, you ring the tail to the backbone break the bone on the tail and you pull it straight out cord out j- j- just like just like you pulling the bone out of a squirrel tail Same so what's that taste like thing. uh i find it has a texture very similar to alligator gar it kind of has a, a little bit of a tough little bit of a stringy texture mm-hmm. doesn't taste fishy at all if you eat it fresh okay the only thing bad about spoonbill is Whatever you don't eat right then and there, get rid of it. It gets get very greasy if it's left over. Okay. But it, yeah. it, it has the taste somewhere between gar and alligator. It's okay. you know, like a chickeny kind of taste. It's actually pretty good. I've, I've had alligator. I've never had gar. That's one of the things that I haven't had a chance yeah. to try. Oh, gar, 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 gar is probably my favorite fish to eat. Good. Oh, really? Alligator gar. It's mm-hmm. one of one of my favorites. Yes, it's yeah. A lot of my friends that I had worked with down there, they were always talking about like uh, gar cakes and gar balls they would make with yep. them. They always yep. like them. My mom used to do the same thing with like salmon and stuff. So it's yeah, always all you, all you do you take you take the meat, make a meatball with it, brown it up, and same thing. It's you're making a gravy with it with those big uh, you know boulettes we call them, but the, the big meatballs. Okay, oh, that, that's one of my good, favorite things. Good stuff. This should be. Uh, Fish and food talk today. We should have called this episode. Oh. Chad says spoonbills aren't a catfish, so they do not count. You wanted to make sure you, you saw that. No spoonbills for tomorrow's contest. Well, they, they will not bite a hook, so you don't have to worry about that. Unless I bring one of my big treble hooks, you don't have to worry about it. You know, Ryan, uh, also known as said hooks, I've seen him on one of Jonathan's videos. He actually got one tied up in his lines. He managed to get one like that. It was kind of the coolest thing I've seen in a while, so... A lot of that stuff. Oh, we, we used to we used to uh, accidentally hook them all the time when we used to snag, and mm-hmm. it's funny how when when we used to snag, we could tell what kind of fish it was the second we would get a hook in it. Okay, or how it would pull. Those spoonbill, you get a hook in them, you swear you hooked a truck going down the interstate. Really, it takes off running. 
it will peel drag it will destroy a reel i, I it ruined a very nice ambassador 6500 that i had years ago oh. it's well you know you, know, you figure they're 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 filter feeders right mm -hmm. yeah they are that's so right. well, they're paddling they have their big mouths open like a sail mm -hmm. so you know they, that's got to build some muscle in that you know hind section and that tail it's got how I mean, Make sure you can, fish. if you can stand that first run, then they're dead in the water after that. They're they're they tire out easy, but that that first run, if you want to find out how good a drag on a reel is, hook a spoonbill with it. It will it will test your equipment big time. We used to. Uh, I haven't been snagging for a long time here in uh, in the Chicago area. Um, one of the the Lincoln Park Lagoon. It's mm -hmm. right by Lincoln. I'm, I'm, is the zoo over there? I don't know, but it's a lagoon where they uh, release a lot of salmon. Four yeah. four years later, they come back to breed. Well, they're hybrids, okay. so they can't breed, so okay. they go there and die. So in this one lagoon, they allow snagging just to keep it from getting all. Try to keep, you know, try to keep the population down. Keep the, not the population down, but to get rid of the fish before they die and they rot. And they oh, smell oh, that yeah. whole part of oh, the city yeah. out because they're going there to breed and die. Even though they can't breed, so they're just going to die. So they allow snagging in this one part of it, which makes okay. sense. Hmm. So it's been a while since I've done it. I think they're actually trying to stop that because I think some of the biologists. I, yeah. I'm not going to get into that because I'm not quite sure. I've been I've heard so no, many different. No. And, and like I said, we we quit we quit snagging years ago because, you know, yeah, we, we did it for a little bit of meat, but yeah, no, it's no no sport in it. No, there's no there's yeah. no sport in it, and 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 besides that, it's uh. If you don't have a good back, nah, don't don't do it. Look, everybody's talking food in chat. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> the Cajun oh, comes yeah, out uh, when I'm talking food to you. <laughs> my, wife, my wife always accuses me of when, and I I don't do it on purpose, but she says when I'm talking to other people, I purposely soften my accent, and it, it, it's a it's a reaction. But it's, she says when I talk about food, my accent comes out. You know, it's the same way. I have a Chicago slash mm. Polish family accent. When I get relaxed and stuff or when I'm happy or, or mad or whatever, it changes just like anybody else. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's always it's it's been a delight talking to you. So uh, I have no complaints whatsoever. So you can let your wife know that it, it, it's nothing to be ashamed of. So oh, yo, yo, she, she's she's right there, six feet from me in the window. Watching the show and then laughing at look, look she's trying to make she's commenting too. <laughs> uh, only spoon bill on the oh <laughs> oh look uh looks like Betty has a favorite, the Ohio crew sticking together. Mm -hmm. Roger, have a good night, buddy. Good luck tomorrow. They're 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 sticking together, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. I think um I'm the only one from Louisiana. I'm almost sure of that. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, who else besides besides you that I know that fishes down there a lot. I know. Uh, no, he's in Florida. Yeah, I think you're the first Cajun YouTuber now, that I. Now there's a there's a couple of guys on YouTube that fish in my area, but I mm -hmm. have never seen any of the guys like in our live shows and stuff that we do. Um, mm -hmm. In fact, one guy he has a camp just down the river from where we fish. Uh, YouTube channel is called Father Slime. Okay. And and he's got, you know, got a got a pretty good following. He fishes basically all the same spots we do. Uh he's got a great video where he almost broke the state record blue. 
it was very wow. close. The state record's 112, and I think his was 109. Wow. And he caught the crazy. whole thing on camera. In fact, he caught it all on camera. They went to a certified scale, waited. It fell a little bit short, and they released that fish a 1,000 feet from where my tournament spot is. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and so we just had somebody catch an eight-pound Illinois state record smallmouth bass right here downtown Chicago on Lake Michigan. Wow. So uh, the guy released that was it. A fun fight. Everybody's been going after this fish for the last year and a half. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it showed up. A lot of those uh, uh, trophy fish don't always make it when they're that size, but you know, you you never know. You don't know until they Honestly, show. Up. That's that. That's one of my goals is. I, I want the state record. I, you I want know record? they're in there. It's it's funny how Louisiana people are, especially in my area. I have mm-hmm. personally seen blue cats caught in nets bigger than the state record. Much bigger. I believe it. They're in there. They're nobody in there. Wants to re- nobody wants to report them because nobody wants to know they're catching them. Let's see what and else we very, very, It's a very secretive thing. I know they're in there. We just got to get a hook in them. Uh, I'm just looking to see if anybody has any more questions. I want to make sure that I take care of the mm-hmm. the, the gang here. So oh, yeah, of um, course. Talk to each other. Uh, I'm trying to think. The I think the record. We don't have any blues here. Uh, I think the record in the Fox River. I, I think it's 71 pounds, something like that. Wow, so it's it, pretty it's close. That, that's a big flathead for that river. I mean, you can catch, you'll catch like 10 to 20 pounders. That isn't mm-hmm. too bad. When you get into that like 25 pound plus, that that that's a good fish around here. You well, know, yeah. I had the one I caught that was a monster. That that's exceptional. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that was that was a nice fish. That was that that was. That was I've been cool searching fish. for that fish for so long, man. I, mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of bittersweet. It, it's like the chase really drove me really bad. So now I got to go for even a bigger one. Well, so that's going like, to be. Another. It's like it's like waiting on Christmas when you were a kid. Yeah. You you build it up for six months. Mm-hmm. Wait, waiting for Santa to pass, and then all of a sudden, so Christmas. Oh my God! But hopefully Christmas will come again. But there's all there's always a bigger one. Next Christmas, there's right? Always a bigger one. Mm, we're gonna call it. How big somebody catches? If he got if one got that big, there's another one that's a little bit bigger. This year, I kind of changed my uh, uh, target fish. I wanted to get a bullfin. I wasn't able to get that. Um, do you guys have snakeheads down by you? Uh, not to my no. knowledge, no. But we okay. do have a bullfin. We call we bullfin. call it Shoopy. You know, we got a we different name. Dogfish. For everything. Uh, uh, but yes, we do have massive Shoopy around here too, especially in the uh, shallower water. You know, during the summer, that shallow water gets really, really hot. The Shoopy mm-hmm. get in there uh, yep. chasing the brim. Yeah, we we will have them here. I the, the couple of times I went out, I'm seeing them popping air and and, and eating yeah. on the top, and I just we, couldn't we get them to bite. To, we used to catch them, and we, we would actually when there was nothing else biting, you know, in, in the little bayas and burrow pits, when nothing else would bite, no brim, the shoe peak could ran them all off. We would take an old white H and H spinnerbait, you know, the one the one that had the little double hook on the back that swims mm-hmm. right every, every cast. Every catching, catching those big shoot, they would tear up that white H and H, and they couldn't they couldn't bend it and twist it up because the hooks will hooks were right. You know, a regular spinner bait or shoot peak would destroy a spinner bait, sure. but not that H and H. It would hold up, and that's how we catch them. 
It was a poison. The what was it? Be just the two hooks with the opposing forces keep it yeah, from a exactly. Yeah, yeah you, you, just, you just put it on that little loop on the back, and we we catch them in three four feet of water. You can stand on the bank and watch them cruise through that shallow water. We throw that old H and H about four feet in front of them, and they would slam that thing every slam time. It. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Maybe next year. And then I was chasing my first blue cat too this year. Uh, I made two trips out. I wasn't about to get one. I'm not done yet, so I got all winter. Hopefully, I'll get out on Lake Springfield or one of the power lakes, or, yeah. or, or uh, maybe over on uh, um, uh, LaSalle Lake very soon. You. So we'll see. I hook up with a couple of guys out there, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So you, uh, so you've never, you never caught a blue cat? No, I've been four yeah, times. I've been twice. Have them in y'all areas? We don't have them in our area. We don't know. You know, we got we got 20, 30 pound channel cats, but we don't have any blue cats. It's just probably I, I couldn't I couldn't imagine a channel cat that yeah. big. Up like north north of here about around here. In in the in uh, uh next May, um Lyle and I were, were trying actually it's Lyle's thing. I'm helping him out trying to get a uh, an outing to uh oh, yeah, Lake Mendota. Yeah. That, that, that's, that. that's land of the giants up there. Uh I know Sutton Hooks has caught some close to thirty pounders here on the Fox. I mean, I got a four. I got a fourteen pounder, which is a big one. I think I lost one that might have been bigger than that just two weeks ago. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to talk in the streams about about how hard those channel cats pull and oh, how hard they fight when they get that big. Yeah, they, even when they're not even. I mean, uh, anything over ten pounds. They, they let's see. I, I got a ten pounder on uh, an ice rod, mm-hmm. uh, one of them small whisker seeker rods. Yeah, yeah. A little and bitty. Uh, that thing actually was like. Sh- kind of shaking so violently and so hard. I really? felt it like in my wrist for like the next day, you wow. know, it was just, it's just a lot of jerking, a lot of pulling, but they're, they're heck fight. They're, they're fun. It's, to, it's a really, a really aggressive fighting fish. They yeah. put up, no, it's amazing. Especially on a short rod like that. There's no rod there to yeah. take up any of the slack. So, you know, oh, you're yeah, doing it all exactly. this so year. We, I, when I, when I was growing up, you know, when uh, me, my dad, uh, you know, my, my little brother was, was too little way back then, but, you know, we when we would all go tight lining off of the bank to try to catch goo, you uh, know, pretty, you know, not not often, but every now and then we would get a nice uh, yellow cat because they because the yellow cat around here they love a big live crawfish. If the goo don't get to it first, you'll get a yellow cat on it. And I remember one time in particular, they had parked an old damaged barge right against the bank, and Dad took my little Zebco rod, my little thirty three, and hauled this big old live crawfish out by that barge. And I remember that drag screaming on that 33. And it was about, I'll say about an 8, 10-pound yellow cat. And I'm uh-huh. right before we got him to the bank, the line rubbed on a rock and it broke. Uh, but uh, uh, Lyle, me, see, Lyle, the exciting thing. Cherokee Lake is like the sister lake, I believe, of Lake Mendota up there in Madison, Wisconsin. Lyle, Lyle caught a 29.9-pound channel cat up there. That's Ooh. a beast, Lyle. Dang, I hope I, I hope to get something in the 20s if when we go up there. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I uh, didn't know channel cats got that big until I started yeah. listening to y'all talk about it. Yeah, they get pretty big up north in the root. I think it's the Root River, too, where uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, northwest angling fishes. Luke, he's a good guy. He he nails them up there, and, and he's got it hard. He's got a one pole limit up there, and they can't really? use like bluegills or anything. All they use is either cut bait. I I don't know even know if he's cut bait. I know he uses bullheads a lot. Bait really? That's rough, and he does good. He's been doing that for a while. I see Robert Chance in the house. Hey Robert, how are you, my friend? Uh, hopefully you're feeling okay. Uh, he was feeling a little under the weather, so I wanted to make sure to uh, wish him well. 
Uh, thanks for stopping by, my friend. I'm not sure how long you've been in here, but I'm very grateful to see you. Uh, uh, I ain't gonna lie. In Louisiana, like as far as regulations go, we can almost do whatever we want. It's pretty close. Uh, we don't have any rod limits. We don't have any hook limits, like per line. Uh, mm-hmm. We really don't have any bait restrictions. As long as you catch whatever you're using for bait legally, you can use it. You can use so it. Like to, like to use a uh, brim, anything like that. that or whatever. Game fish, you got to catch it on a rod and reel. Right. Uh, but you, can you that, use cast Can you use cast nets for like uh, yes. rough fish and shad and yes, stuff? You can. Yes, yes. Uh, we, can, we can throw a, a – Louisiana has the law. The max uh, radius cast net is 8 foot 6 inches. 8 foot 6 inches. So I'll, I'll throw a – I'll throw an eight foot, one inch mesh. I think mine's a pound and a quarter, a pound and a half lead per foot. I mean, I learned the hard way. I need to get a bigger mesh, bigger mesh. I'm sorry, a bigger mesh net because yeah, I, yeah. I, I do I, usually I pretty good the with the, thing. but the shad. But one day I just got onto a huge cloud of minnows. Mm-hmm. It I, I pulled out. It looked like a Christmas tree. Every yeah, one of them minute. little lights. It was horrible. It was a bad day. Too bad, yeah. you know, all that weight went to, to all that bait went to waste too. So yeah, my, you know, my I, one inch. I know in in my one inch mesh net, a a I'll I will gill a six inch gizzard shad. Okay, it'll it'll gill it like it's it'll just it. anything over six inches. I've I've got it in the net, which we have really really big gizzard shad. I've yeah, we don't gizzard shad over twelve inches long. We'll, we'd have to. I'd have to go a little smaller than that, but you know, I, I forget the one I have, but I have like the smallest one. I use a cheap old Walmart one. I think it's yeah. a Fitech, but yeah. off the banks because I, I go through at least one a year. I'm not willing to you know spend the money on an expensive one. So if I'm yeah, looking for shit off the, right, I, I my, lost a couple of nets because I didn't know any better. Throw one in the rocks, throw it in sticks. I lost a few cheap ones. Now that I've learned where to throw my net, not to lose it. I stepped up just a little, and I got the ultra spreader, which is okay. it's about a, I think it's about a hundred and twenty dollar net, but it's not the most expensive, not the cheapest, but it's when you step up to the better net, you net. do notice the difference in high throws. I, I, I yeah. will say that. It makes I a have difference. a, I have a net similar to that that I keep in my boat that I won't throw off the shore. I'll leave it on, I'll leave it on the boat so you know I, I can see what's underneath me with the sonar and stuff. I'm not throwing exactly. it into a brush yeah. pile or anything, so. Yeah, I'm not willing to. I've lost three nets in the past is throwing it off a bank that I didn't know what I was throwing at, and and I've gone and I've gone waiting for a net many many times. You've actually gone in after them, yeah. Oh yeah, I've gone in after them and I still couldn't get them out a couple of times. Mm -hmm. They came out shredded. I got I got as much out as I can to try and prevent you know it from being in there. So yeah, but a Uh, a good tip a good tip with a cast net, and I learned that. Oh, I forget whose channel. It might have been Catfish and Carp. I was watching their channel. But on how to prep a cast net, he takes a about a 40-quart ice chest, puts hot water in it with about two cups of fabric softener. I've seen people do that, yeah. Yeah, and, man, it completely changes how the net throws. Really? Uh, maybe I'll have to try that. I, I see. I don't use that big a net, so I might not have to do that. But I, I'd be willing to give it a try. I ordered a... Um, the last net, actually, the net I lost this year, so I met my quota already for this year. Um, Walmart was out of the cheap nets, so I ordered one online, and I accidentally hit the button and ordered one that had that was nylon rather than monofilament. I tried. Man, I can't throw that for nothing. 
Holy smokes. I ended up ordering a second one. So I got this one sitting in my garage. I might try it again. We'll see. Maybe off the boat if I'm fishing this shallow water. Uh, this one place I fish channel cats off the river. So, Yeah, see, that, that, that's my plan for tomorrow afternoon. I got a good, a good little spot that I know I can throw my cast net off the bank and not get it hung up. And I know mm -hmm. I got I got some good shad in there. So I'm going to try to go cast maybe some shad, see if I can catch me some slicker off the bank and have my bait ready for Sunday. That way I don't have to worry about it. Nothing like waiting until the last minute. You know how many times I've done that? We're needing to go out and catch a bunch of bait and then get nothing, man. Hopefully it won't happen to you. But it's to try to keep it fresh. You yeah. know, uh, especially shad, once it, to me, once it's on ice for 24 hours, I, I don't do good on it. You know, when I'm using bullheads or suckers or bluegill, you know, if they've been in my fish, in my bait tank for longer than like three or four days, I'll use them or I'll put them back where I caught them. Yeah. I don't, I feel they're not, they don't, they're, they're tired from not, you know, I maybe if I fed them more, but I'm not going to pay for minnows to feed them. Yeah. I can't get them really to eat. For some reason, they won't eat worms off the bottom of my tank. I don't know. That's a long story. If you've got but, a guy bait to feed your bait, yeah, that's not good. That that's not right. You, you know, I thought about. Bird. You know, I tried feeding them some dog food and stuff. They wouldn't even eat that stuff. So I tried everything. Yeah, they're, they're they're stressed. They're not gonna eat at all, probably. Yeah, buddy. I hope you guys can make it. I'd love to see you guys out there. Uh, Law goes through three nets a year, man. He ain't messing around. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Let's I, don't, I don't have that kind of budget. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Well, hey, I I feel her pain on that one. About the third time I threw that nine lawn net, it decided to make a knot around my foot, and I was already standing in some shad slime. So, uh -huh. yes, I know exactly what she's talking about. Better, better your foot than around your neck. I've seen one video yeah. online where the guy got it caught around his neck. Uh, Here we go with the chicken. We're gonna eat chicken on Sunday. You know what? I'm gonna try. You know, you know, Palmetto. I, you're gonna make me try that chicken. You know that, don't you? Uh, I've been fighting it so hard, but you keep talking it up. I'm gonna have to try it. I'm, you, I'm, have you tried it? I I am guilty. I will be the first one to tell you that I laughed at the idea of using Jello chicken. <laughs> it has made a believer out of me. Really. Now, in, in my body of water, can't speak for anybody else. If that water is deeper than thirty foot, you, I will not catch a fish on it. It is, a, it is for me. It is a shallow water bait. I don't know why when you put it in that deeper water. I don't know what it is. I cannot get a bite on it in over thirty foot of water. I, when we were down fishing the Cas Caskia with uh, Avid and a couple of guys, I was talking to Jason Lamb down there, and we're just kind of looking at each other going, man, you know what? Everybody says it works. It's not that we don't believe them, but we're just like these stubborn old bait purists. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's gonna, I'm going to have to you know, swallow my pride and give it a shot just because Palmetto says it's there. I, so. I, even, I even said it in that last video I did with Dad. You know, we, we caught a bunch of fish that day, and we had all kinds of fun, and Towards the end of the day, I'm looking at Dad on camera, and he didn't know I had the camera rolling. I said, Dad, what do you think Papa would think about some Jello chicken? Boy, he just <laughs> hung his head, shook his head. I said, man, he's smiling down, laughing at us, using some Jello chicken for bait. But you know what? It put fish in the boat. I, I guess it's only stupid if it doesn't work. You know, uh, people put garlic in worms. 
You know how you get those garlic infused worms? Yeah. My yeah. grandfather used to do that. He would dig up worms in the backyard, put them in his little coffee can, mm -hmm. and then he'd put like whole. He'd walk over to his garden, pick out whole cloves of garlic, crush them in his hand with some stuff, and throw it right yeah. in there. And he would get carp and catfish like crazy with those. Look, it, it would if work. It works, it works. Don't yeah. argue with it. So maybe we'll try something like that, but that's something he used to do. Yeah, Palmetto says he has video evidence. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to make a video about that next year. Maybe we'll see. It, it, uh, it's it, gonna it, take some pride swallowing. Yeah, uh, but we'll do it. I don't doubt him at all, but still, uh, I, I still, I still get laughed at for using it by people that I know. But when I come home and I'm cleaning a live well full of fish, they don't laugh. So. What do you do? Yeah, have it tried chicken thighs. Maybe you needed to try chicken breasts. <laughs> Papa used to use uh, pork rinds. You know, for bass, they yeah. used to sell those Uncle Bucks, those ones in yep. the jars. I, I used to use them when I was a kid, and they worked fantastic. If he, if I had a dollar for every bass Papa caught using an old, an old Uncle Josh pork rind, yeah, Uncle Josh, I that's it. Retired. Yeah. You know, it got to a point where one time I was out of it, so I cut a slab off this Danish bacon that my grandfather had. You know, it was smoked, yeah. and I put it right back in the jar. When he saw that, man, he went through the roof. I think he threw a shovel at me that day when he was out digging worms. That was a long story. But oh, that's my okay. grandfather. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to get oh, my yeah. dad back on camera and start eventually letting him tell some stories about when he was growing up. See, that's awesome. My grandfather. I, I I there's I have a fond place or a special place in my heart to hear stories like that and tell stories like that, you know, where people come from and, mm -hmm. and how you know fishing's evolved in one's life. You it know, was, just it was, not such a, it was such a different time. You know, my, my grandfather grew up during the Great Depression. Mm -hmm. You know, he fought you know, fought in World War Two, served our country, and then he was he was injured, then came home and then you know, you know, got got back to fishing. Big, big, big time bass fisherman. Uh, in fact, you you will find this interesting. He thought a sackle was a trash fish. <laughs> when one when one would bite his hook, he would play with it and whip the rod to try to get the hook out of its mouth. You trying to try to get the hook out of its mouth? Yeah, because I got those paper mouths. That's pretty easy to do. Well, here, you know, my grandfather used to eat carp all the time. I remember when I was a kid. Uh, you know, one of the things that I've said this before, so I'll go real over it real quick. Uh, one of the Polish Eastern European traditions on Christmas Eve is it's meatless. And one of the big things and one of the special things is carp. And the way they cook it is what they call Greek style and tomato okay. sauce with whole cloves of garlic, bunch of salt and pepper and stuff. And, okay. and they stake it up, you know, skin it, yeah. stake it up, yeah. put it in there. And, and everybody would rave about it. I would never touch this stuff. I'd be well, busy. We'd we, we both the around here. Yeah. You know, here's another thing. Buffalo carp, I was just reading a big, long article, and I also heard a podcast that uh, some, they caught a big old buffalo that was, I think, like 25 pounds, and they cool. carbon dated or they dated the bones, and mm -hmm. those fish are like 112 years old when they get that big. Yep. Really? That's how come, yep, that's how long it takes them to get that big, and that's how come wow. it's, they're so they're kind of so hard to catch now because they were they were overfished. And, you know, that's Google it, look into it. It's really interesting. I brought this up to uh, James Dockery. He said he was going to look at it a little bit because I know he's really into the buffalo fishing. That's okay. definitely something I'd like to try. I'd like to try some, you know, the 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 ribs off the buff the buffaloes. They they sound really good too. That's something they, they I do that like a lot do. around here. I've 
Uh, I'll eat. I'll eat it once. It's 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 pretty good. You know, it's better than what I thought it was going to be. But that that's yeah. that's a big deal. You can go in any of the fish markets around home and get buffalo ribs. Hmm. Interesting. So that's mm -hmm. definitely going to come down there. Trying to see what else we got. Uh, uh, uh. Papa. Second, under General oh, yeah, Patton. Second home division under Patton. That's right. Yeah, he was very, very cool. Very. He wouldn't talk about the war much, but he was very, very proud to serve. He was a truck driver, and he, yeah, and he served under Patton. Very, very proud of that. The the, the little bit he would talk about it. Yeah, my grandparents didn't. My grandmother would talk about it because they lived there during the Second World War when yeah, Poland right. was overthrown. Yeah. So, my grandmother was the only one that talked about it. My grandfathers, they they never they didn't say much about it except yeah, that he, he was here. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to wish you luck. I want to say thank you as well for coming on. I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, uh, it has been such an honor. I I, you, I can't uh, even begin mine to as tell well. you how, how much is, fun this was. Might as well. I hope everybody in chat have had a well enjoyed the episode. Uh, Mark Michael Morales talking about smoke carp. I'll take a look at that in a second. Um, I appreciate everybody for coming. Thank you again for being my guest. Good luck in the tournament. I'll Thank be watching. I'm going to be rooting for everybody out there pretty much equally. I might give Chad a little uh, some business, maybe uh, uh, Palmetto some business. Oh, and Palmetto, I, I, you have to forgive me. I don't know if I remember to mention this. Congratulations on being on the uh, uh, on Dieter Melhorn's podcast. If you guys listen to Dieter Melhorn or any podcast, check it out. It was a nice hour-long interview with uh, Kevin regarding the awards and, and where he got started and stuff. I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed Dieter's podcast. So uh, that's definitely something you guys should check out. So. Right. Uh, uh, I should probably, I might add the link to there if I could figure out how to do it. You can find it on the Apple store, I believe. I'm not sure if Stitcher has it and all that stuff. I'm sure if you contact uh, or look on Dieter, or look, I think uh, Palmetto's has it listed on his uh, Facebook page, probably yeah. a link to the podcast. So I would I would go there and check it out. Um, Laura, well, thank you for always, being here. Uh, always, I, I, I end my chats, I end my videos all the same way. I always tell everybody, bon pêche which is Cajun French for good fishing. Good fishing. Amen. Have a great day. All right, everybody. Thank you. Have a great night. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll talk to you later. Good luck to all of you guys in the tournament. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you later.